Good morning. Welcome to the Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose, and that's Sarah Bareilles and Brave. You might need to be brave today as we uh, take on the headlines that we're going to be seeing. Hopefully you had a great weekend, and you're going to keep us uh, handy this morning and keep our phone numbers handy. 866-916-3776 is our phone number. I hope you're going to use it a lot because I'm Janet all morning now. Uh, Mark has has retired and uh, certainly going to be missed, but uh, but we are glad to have you along, and uh, we hope you're going to call us and text us this morning. 434-248-0704 is our text number, and uh, Trey sitting in running the board this morning. Certainly appreciate that. Hopefully my microphone's going to work. It it sounds so far, so hopefully uh, I don't just make you go crazy by, you know. <laughs> I'll try really hard not to hurt you. It's been a it's been a Monday so far. We'll just put it that way. Someone stayed up too late. Um, well, the thing is, I have to stay up too late because um, someone here has to switch off the game on CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. Oh, so, okay. So was the, it that you would have stayed up late anyway? I probably would have, because okay. <laughs> it was the Eagles game. Right. But I also kind of had to. So gotcha. we'll just say it is, uh, it's a double-edged sword here. Indeed. All right. Here's your thought of the day for today. It's uh, Monday, October 17th, last day to register to vote in Virginia. So keep that in mind. Uh, There is no duty underrated as the duty of being happy. Sometimes it is a duty and you got to make yourself be content. It's kind of difficult sometimes. Uh, Here is our Mind Jam trivia. Again, our text number is 434-248-0704. Today is National Bosses Day. There you go. I've been blessed with some good bosses before. Hopefully you have been too. Uh, According to Forbes magazine, we want to know what is the number one complaint that HR gets about bosses? This is according to Forbes magazine. Don't look it up. I see you. Don't Google. What is the number one complaint that HR gets about bosses? That's what we want to know this morning. 434-248-0704. On this day in history in 1939, such a great old movie. Uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. It's directed by Frank Capra. It stars James Stewart and Gene Author. Section 40 is graft, and I was ready to say so. I was ready to tell you that a certain man in my state, a Mr. James Taylor, wanted to put through this dam for his own profit. A man who controls a political machine and controls everything else worth controlling in my state. Yes, and a man even powerful enough to control congressmen, and I saw three of them in his room the day I went up to see him. Well, the Senator, you... No, sir, I will not yield. Wow. That sounds like that could have been like last week. I've actually, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, seriously, to I've be a- 1939? 
I've actually I've actually seen that movie. Have I had you? to watch it in school. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. That's <laughs> I went to uh Building on my goodwill now. We'll right. see that's at, right. Text in at the end of the show and ask her, she'll probably be like, I'm ready to snap his head off. <laughs> Oh well, I think they would know by by then. I'm, well, I, I haven't gotten a pun in I yet. I don't. I don't. Oh, please don't do that to me today. Not today. <laughs> Just can't bear it. Um, so, on this day in 1957, musical film Jailhouse Rock, starring Elvis Presley, it premieres in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, well, he didn't love it, but Colonel Tom loved the money. Vince Everett. Dynamically portrayed by Elvis Presley was a tough blackboard jungle kid. Jailhouse Rock is the astounding success story of this rebel with a voice that rocked the world. Wow. Blackboard jungle. <laughs> they were very did dramatic you, with that. Did you see the new Elvis movie? You know what? I tried to watch it and I didn't make it all the way through. I haven't seen it. I mean, and I'm not a, a crazy Elvis fan, mm-hmm. but I was curious about it and I was curious about seeing Tom Hanks play colonel parker mm-hmm. um i did not make it through the whole movie i i did not think it was good <laughs> hunk of, hunk of burn love. but i mean i get a lot of people did like it i just that just wasn't my thing so anyway uh on this day in 1968 bullet directed by peter yates starring steve mcqueen and jacqueline Bissett, is first released basically have you seen bullet i have steve mcqueen is an awesome dude this is pretty much the whole movie yeah That was pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's supposed to be the best car chases in Hollywood history in that movie. Yeah, I think I, I took a cinema class and I think um, I can't remember exact details, but it was like the first way those scenes were shot. Like it was very unique for the time. And they and, and very long. I yeah. mean, they were very long race scenes. So I think anyway. it was like the first time they were on a car, like an actual car, the chase scenes like they do now. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, uh, it was uh, it was a big hit in 1968. In 1976, apparently that was a very weird year. Uh, Chuck Berry goes number one with this song. I don't understand this at all. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Mm-hmm. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding-a-ling-a-ling. How was that number one in 1976? What world do we live in where that song was number one and the same year, Don't Go Breaking My Heart, peaked at number 18? I I don't get it. I was negative 21, so I couldn't tell you. I I, I don't. You don't have to be. You don't have to have lived during that time. To be very confused about how that even happened. I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I also never understood this. Uh, 1983, the talk show Sally Jesse Raphael. It uh, debuted that sounded like a mouthful. on KSDK. Sally Jesse wore the big red glasses. And it was that whole era of Phil Donahue and Sally Jesse and Oprah. And th- that's just when basically our society started unraveling, I think. I don't know. <laughs> so that's... That's just my opinion. I'm not saying it's accurate. It just felt that way because it was a little bit crazy during that time. Uh, We got birthdays today. Got some famous folks having birthdays. If it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. Uh, You share it with Eminem. He's turning 50 today. Wow. Great rapper. 50 years old. I'm not into rapping, so I, I don't know. But this next guy I'm into, 
Alan Jackson, he's turning 64 today. Crazy, but we never got caught down by the river on a Friday night. Here amid the cans in the pale moonlight. Talking about cars and dreaming about women. Never had a plan just living for the men. And he's wearing his cowboy shirt in that video. Apparently he's a fan. So well, they lost last night, so. Well, we won't tell him that. We won't tell him that. Uh, he is 64 years old today. Also having a birthday is May Carol Jeminson. She's turning 66. Now, that name may not sound familiar to you, uh, but she is an American engineer, a physician, a former NASA astronaut. She was the first black woman to travel into space when she served as a mission specialist aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavor. That's an accomplished woman. Right very there. much so, very much Pretty so. Pretty cool. And then finally, actress Felicity Jones is having a birthday today. And uh, she is probably best known for um, the theory of everything. Did you see that movie? No. No? Okay. Name sounds familiar, but no. Probably not. And it's about Stephen Hawk. Stephen yeah. Hawking, yeah. Mm-hmm. Stephen okay, Hawking. I think I know yeah. what you're talking about, yeah. That's right. Okay, uh, back to our Mind Jam trivia this morning. Uh, our question was about National Bosses Day. And be, you guys be nice this morning. Uh, we wanted to know what's the number one complaint to HR about bosses. And we're getting things like uh, differences in pay. Uh, I can't say that my boss works any harder than I do. Okay, well, that's fair. Uh, we also had uh, harassment being guessed and bullying, compensation. Okay. All right, I get that. Uh, We'll be back with the answer here in just a little bit. In the meantime, I know this song didn't go number one. It only went to number 18, but it should have gone number one, certainly over my ding-a-ling. So we'll go out with a little Elton John and Kiki D, go into break, and we'll come back with our answer to our Mind Jam trivia this morning on The Morning Jam. Thanks for tuning in. We look forward to spending the day with you. on the right foot and listen to the morning jam <laughs> look miss would you try answering the questions as i ask them yes mr van i will but it does seem that you've been asking a lot of very personal questions that don't have a thing to do with my qualifications for this job you know what you got spunk <laughs> I hate spunk. <laughs> Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam, six to nine a.m. If I don't like you, I'll fire you. Well, there you go. The ultimate TV boss, Lou Grant. He hates spunk. So wrong. We're talking about National Bosses Day today. You all have got plenty to say about that. Too, evidently uh, we asked the question according to Forbes magazine what's the number one complaint that HR gets about bosses some of the uh, the answers we received were uh, bullying compensation um, bear says why complain to HR about the boss why not go directly to the boss a lot of people don't have the guts to do that bear they're not like you so 
Um, but a lot of people are saying favoritism, being treated unfairly or favoritism. Uh, that's what Renee said. Renee gets these right a lot. And that was the answer. The number one complaint was favoritism. That no, makes sense. Number two was bullying. Number three, compensation. Number four, workload. So you guys got a lot of them this morning. And then uh, number five was harassment or inappropriate conduct. So there you go. If you are wondering what uh, Forbes had to say about that. And I think everybody's experienced maybe some of that in their life. Probably uh, a little bit later on this morning, uh, we've got a very special guest coming in in the eight o'clock hour. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit later on, and we'll we'll do little segments on this all week long about the warning signs or the red flags of mental illness. And I'm telling you, today's stories and the headlines draw attention to that more than than anything else everybody wants to talk about gun control and how we we have to get rid of guns we have to sharpen up the gun laws uh at the crux of everything is mental health and it's something that's been ignored for far too long uh, in this country we're going to be talking about the warning signs to look for especially in children and young adults because uh, they seem to be the ones that don't have the life skills to deal with uh, the the pressures and the the pieces of growing up and then we we see a lot of the school shootings and things like that done with particularly people in their 20s so we'll talk about that a little bit and then marcy jones is going to be joining us uh, later by phone she is an author of the book called shattering and it's the story of her young adult son uh, mental breakdown basically and so she knows a lot about what those warning signs look like and as a parent uh, how how to, to deal with with some of those things and it's it, it's not like there's a cure for a lot of this um, but we'll talk about that a little bit later on this morning hopefully you had a fantastic weekend I'd love to hear about it uh, if you were able to take in the did anybody take in the um, the zombie walk did you see the zombies this weekend I did not you didn't don't you live downtown I do how did you miss them um they were like everywhere wasn't on main street i live a street over i live on commerce when i was uh you should have taken hokey to go see them i could have probably barked at them he wouldn't have barked no he'd have licked them oh he would have licked them okay he would have as as you've been he's a he's a licker and he's a a lover yeah he's definitely a a lover no doubt uh we also want to thank everybody who came out to the uh empowering female veterans event that we did at the american legion hall i stayed up way too late on friday good lord i'm old uh it was they it was like 10 o'clock before it ended for me that's late because you know i get up so early but uh mark did a great job calling the games and everything Stop. Stop it. He's forgotten already. No, he's not. We love him. Uh, But it was funny because people were, those those bingo players are really serious. So we would have games where you couldn't call any I's or any N's. If he accidentally called an I or an N, they'd be like, no N's. Oh, (laughs) that was, do you know the show show in Practical Jokers? Uh, Yeah. Have you seen the one where they make Sal go to a bingo game and call bingo? Oh, my gosh call bingo when he doesn't have and it when he doesn't have bingo yes that was that was so cringy oh uh, that well we didn't have any of that going on i think we only had one one person but they won every game they won a hundred bucks a hundred dollar gift card 
from Visa. They had Michael Kors purses. They had all these great door prizes. They did a really good job, uh, and and they had a pretty full house. So it was it was a really successful event. So to those of you who came, we really really appreciate that, and we were excited to, uh, you know, to kind of help out our veterans because we just love them. Well, we may love our veterans. Apparently, Jill Biden didn't get a very warm welcome at the NFL game. Did you did did you see any of that? I saw her there. I did not hear the reception. So, of course, you say they boo Santa Claus. So it's the yes, but that Santa Claus was uh, apparently drunk at the time when he was oh, doing okay. his thing. But, All right. Well, but it is the Eagles. It is it is Philadelphia. So uh, I would not be shocked. Okay. I love me the birds though. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, I got the dub last night. That was big. Six and zero, oh, only undefeated team in the NFL. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Even I know that. I knew I knew it was a big deal because I could hear my kids yelling from the back deck, and that was really really loud. But I, it's okay. It made me happy. Uh, we were talking about the warning signs of mental health. We're going to be talking about young people today, but the warning signs are the same whether you're uh, young or you're fully grown. Uh, we have got a real problem with our police departments. The the demonization of our police is really taking its toll mentally on our police officers. Uh, the fifth San Antonio police officer died from suicide in seven months. And they're saying that it's because of just their mental health is so bad because nobody appreciates the work that they do. The fact that they... That was a, a position that's always been respected, and that whole dialogue has been flipped around, and they've been demonized, and it's just, it's really messed up. Uh, so we'll take a look at that story in a little bit. Uh, DeSantis' early voting move stirs a, a media uproar. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. And when you're on a flight, should you recline your seat or not? Yes. Well. It seems to be a controversial thing, so we'll want to know what you all think about that. Um, should should you recline your seat or shouldn't you recline your seat? It's not I, even really a recline. It's like a move an inch back. Yeah, well, if you've got somebody behind you with really long legs, though, you know, that could be a problem. And, Pick uh, a better seat. And then the pentagon at, you pick another seat because that's how better that works seat. pick a better seat like when you book like no you, hey i'm tall i could pick an exit seat that has a lot more mm -hmm. longer room mm -hmm. a, a seat in the front right See? yeah yeah it doesn't work that way <laughs> oh oh my gosh you can do that no i've i've gotten on uh, well, flights when on the app you can pick your seat uh, right and i've i've done that as well but right now flights are so booked up and they're being you're lucky if you can get on a flight at all right now fair and then we have then we have this uh, conservative person talking head. I'm not familiar with her, but I was looking at the story last night, and she's she's getting beat up because she was posting pictures of herself in her seat, and she was upset because she said she got crammed in sandwich in between two obese people, and she really got beat up on Twitter for some fat shaming there. And her theory is, if you have to have a seatbelt extender, you should have to pay for two seats. That's her theory. So a lot of controversy in the skies for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. We'll find out what you all think about that. And then uh, Pentagon Equity Chief has been praised, uh, is praising a book that calls 
9-11 first responders menaces. Let me say that again. The Pentagon equity chief is praising a book calling 9-11 first responders menaces. And she's pushing for a revolution. Just when you think this administration can't get any worse. She's already under a probe for over uh, anti-white tweets. Um, but now we've got this coming out. So we'll talk about her in a little bit. And then there's somebody else who's saying that it's not going to be uh, white supremacy in the future. It's going to be um, light skin supremacy. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. I was like, how does that even work? But they're saying it's a real thing. So, I don't know. Coming up, we've got uh, WDBJ7 on the way with all of your headlines coming up uh, there. That'll cover the south side, Roanoke, Lynchburg. Also, we'll take a look at your weather forecast. Now, today's not too bad, but it's going to be in the 30s later on this week. So, burr. I know. I thought we were going to get that second summer, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. We'll see. It's not going to happen this week anyway. So bundle up. It's going to be a chilly week. Keep our numbers handy, guys. 866-916-3776. I expect to hear from you this morning on The Morning Jam. Janet all morning. Currently, we have uh, 56 degrees in the Lynchburg area, 54 in Bedford. Uh, we have 50, uh, 58 in Appomattox. Wow, that's pretty good. Uh, and we have 58 in Danville as well. So none of those really cold temperatures yet. So that's a good, good. thing. All right. Let's uh, see Virgin- if I freeze on my way to work this week. <laughs> You're going to a little bit later on. Virginia gas prices are nearly 16 cents higher than they were a month ago. Uh, diesel is past $5 again. Sorry, my trucker friends. Uh, Commonwealth has experienced uh, a pretty significant increase, despite the national average falling slightly. The uh, average gasoline prices in Virginia have risen 7.1 cents per gallon in the last week averaging 356 today prices in virginia are 15.9 cents higher than a month ago and stand 35 cents higher than a year ago national average price of diesel has increased 18 cents in the last week that stands at 506 per gallon and according to uh, price reports the cheapest station in virginia was priced at three dollars on sunday while the most expensive was 449 yikes where is that National average uh, has fallen 5.4 cents per gallon in the last week, but not around here. So, get ready to love it. Did you know last Thursday, the Lynchburg Regional Business Alliance held a luncheon, discussed the future of business, as well as their online presence since COVID-19. We had uh, leaders from Truist and Anfield there as sponsors. Plus guest speaker Sarah Davis from the East Regional Sales, who's the East Regional Sales Manager for Lee Enterprises. So she spoke about the changing ways the consumer shops while educating business owners on how to reshape their business models through an e-commerce approach that could be beneficial. So obviously, you know, online shopping has been growing ever since, you know, Amazon became a thing and and 
I think COVID just kind of put it in overdrive, yeah. and and everyone realized, oh, and now everything you can buy your groceries at Walmart, and they get delivered to you. Like, yeah, but I don't know that that's ever gro- going to to take over the experience. A, a lot of people don't want other people picking their produce and stuff. Oh, like I that. I I agree with that. I think it's just it's it's gone it over. I mean. The and they get stuff wrong. Sometimes you get the the pickers yeah. who will do a replacement that makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, I mean, I would do it for different things. Like the shirt I'm wearing right now, I bought online, but that was also because it was, you couldn't find it locally. Yes, right. Yeah, it's an Aaron Judge T-shirt for everyone who because this is not a visual product, so <laughs> it's not. It's That's a, right. well, it's actually a Roger Maris Aaron Judge T-shirt because he broke his record. So. Mm. Okay. Go sports. Yeah, go sports. That's right. Wrong uh, show. That's the fast lane tray. Come on. That's right. Uh, here's a feel good story from the Lynchburg Humane Society. Uh, very exciting. That's where I got my news to share. Uh, the Humane Society says their longest staying dog of 400 plus days was adopted on Saturday. Uh, Xander is now the newest member of a loving family, and can spend the rest of his days being loved and spoiled. Um, Xander has been there for over a year. I wonder why. He is a bigger dog. Hopefully, he's going to be really... He, he's he's a big dog. I guess bigger dogs are hard to get adopted. But he seems very sweet. I almost, I uh, I looked at Xander when I, I went to the Humane Society to adopt. And I actually got to meet Xander. And it's a, he's a good... He was a good pup. Yeah. Ended up with... Uh, but you ended up with Hokey. I did. Now, what was Hokey's name before you got him? I know that wasn't Mr. His name. Macho. Mr. Macho. Yeah. He so, does have that big block head. He does. A lot of people think he's like a a, pu- a bulldog, and he's not. He's a terrier staffy mix. So, Yeah, I can definitely see the staffy in him. And he's a big, he's really just a big baby. That's kind of the best way I can describe him. Most of them are, for sure. Well, uh, the Pentagon equity chief. Um, interesting lady. Kelsey Wing is uh, a diversity, equity, and inclusion chief at the Pentagon's education wing of the Department of Defense Education Activity. Has this always been a position? Because I've never heard of this. She's involved in curriculum at the Department of Defense Education, which services over 60,000 military-connected children at 160 schools around the globe. That's according to a press release announcing her position in 2021. They found that on two occasions, the uh, inclusion chief promoted the anti-police book Between the World and Me while representing herself as an employee of the Pentagon's education wing. Coates wrote in Between the World and Me, about 9-11 responders, they were not human to me, black, white, or whatever. They were menaces of nature. They were the fire, the comet, the storm, which could, with no justification, shatter my body. What? The, the Pentagon, of course, was one of the targets of radical Islamic terrorists on September 11th. 125 people in the Pentagon, 59 people aboard American Flights 77 were killed. According to the Department of Defense historian, in the first terrifying minutes after the plane crashed into the building, 
The swift action of survivors and rescuers helped save the lives of many who otherwise would have perished. In 2018, when Wing was a teacher, she advocated for Between the World and Me to be used in classrooms in an article published to Digital Promise, an Obama-era organization created by Congress, which helps teachers monitor stereotype threats of students. Wing currently sits on the advisory board of the nonprofit, that according to her website. The article recommended teachers include materials from a social justice book list. One of the anti-police books recommended was Between the World and Me. Your classroom material should be a mirror for your students to which they can see themselves represented. We have to avoid the pitfall of teaching about the same historical people from various cultures as well. For example, only focusing on Martin Luther King Jr. or Harriet Tubman when there are a wealth of diverse historical and current people of color who we can choose to highlight. I don't necessarily disagree with that because I think that's true even with white people or Indian people or there. I think that's true with a lot of things. So uh, Wing has also co-written a book about defunding the police in which she explains to young audiences the difference between abolishing, defunding, and disbanding police with anti-racist policies. So why is this? Why does this woman have a job? I don't understand how this can be. She's currently under probe for tweets, which referred to white people as Karens, and said she was exhausted with these white folks F-O-L-X, in professional development sessions. The matter is going to be taken under Secretary of Personnel and Readiness Jill Cineros for final decision 30 days after the initial review. That started on September 19th. I'm so, this is, this is one of her tweets. I'm so exhausted at these white folks, F-O-L-X, in these PD sessions, this lady actually had the caudacity you see what she did there, Caucasian dacity, to say that black people can be racist too. Hmm. I had to stop the session and give Karen the business. We are not the majority. We don't have the power. Uh, 866-916-3776. What do you think should happen? I feel like that's an episode Wing. of like Veep or something. Like no, it, it doesn't not, even not even Veep. Like I'm trying to even think Family Guy. Like I don't even know. Like I feel like we're in a alternate reality sometimes. She said, "If another Karen white person tells me about their feelings, I might lose it." She she can't represent. She she doesn't have. Uh, she's not she is not clearly not able to do her job this there's no way she should be allowed to stay in this position because she is not capable of doing her job you know what's just as crazy that what throwing tomato sauce tomato soup at a van gogh thinking you're gonna stop big oil did you hear that story oh yes now the new thing is their teenagers are going in and dumping milk yeah, and then they glued themselves. To so this the happened. To the, this happened to the multiple times. Yeah, during yeah, the NBA NBA playoffs, they like protesters glued themselves to the court. Uh, like, 
Yeah, I, I I think that sums it up. <laughs> well, it, but this, that those are just people trying to be relevant. I've got twenty and twenty one or their age. My uh my son who is who is in that age range, said that he had a girl that he works with, who was making a big deal on Columbus Day, about how opposed she was to Columbus, and she wasn't celebrating. Columbus Day. Well, first of all, who celebrates Columbus Day unless you're getting off work? Yeah, I wish we who, got off Who work. among us goes around going, oh, it's Columbus Day. Nobody has a Columbus Day pin. Nobody, there's no special meal for Columbus Day. There's some sales at mattress stores. Okay, well, all right, there is that. <laughs> so he said she kept on all day long about how it was patriarchal and capitalism and greed that gave us America and he said, finally, I just snapped. And I said, you're sitting there drinking a Starbucks coffee with your iPhone complaining about Columbus Day, capitalism, and greed. When if it weren't for capitalism, you would not have an iPhone or a Starbucks cup of coffee. And she goes, well, you can't, you can't um, protest everything. He goes, no, you just protest the things that don't inconvenience you. So, like, I don't complain about columbus day or now it's called uh national indigenous people day whatever which is we didn't even mention it on purpose we didn't mention it yeah i just refused to give in that's fine no no you can you can mention it. no i like i'm fine with that change because there are certain like if you look at the history of our country indigenous people have not been treated right and yeah but this is so here's the thing about that and then we got to get to five and nine here's the thing about that we can change it to Indigenous People Day. That's fine. I really don't care one way or the other. But don't change it to Indigenous People Day and then have an administration who is wanting the, the ones wanting to change it to Indigenous People Day who won't even let Indigenous people tackle, you know, be able to, to get to the uh, products under their own land, their yeah. oil, their fossil fuels that could give them independence and and get them out of poverty and help them be self-sustaining and help our country you won't give them that but you're going to name columbus day indigenous people day which is more important to these people that's what i'm saying it's just all talk they don't do anything for the for the people that's what drives me crazy it's a short drive it's time for janet's five and nine on the morning jam Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They are busy cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. One of the things that uh, they, they do at FNL is they have great things to fill up your pantry, and they also have the big, are they called number five or number 10 cans of vegetables? the big cans of vegetables uh, for a crowd and I love it that they that they carry some of those things you might want to pick those up because today we're talking about a really wonderful uh, sauce that you can make yourself uh, and the way groceries are right now the way prices are going up on things like pasta sauce sauces things like that you may be better off just to stock up on whole tomatoes and then make your own products this tomato sauce I was very skeptical about. Then I found out the recipe came from the Essentials of Classic Italian Cooking, 
which is a book that any serious cook probably should have in their repertoire. And it's from uh, Marcella Hazans. And uh, she's gone now, but people still turn to her book for terrific classic Italian cooking. And this is the best marinara you will ever make, hands down. Just bear with me. You're going to start with two cups of preferably the uh, the imported Italian tomatoes, if, if you can get them. Um, and then you're going to put those over in a saucepan. Then, you're, this is all you're going to do. You're going to put in five tablespoons of butter. You're going to take one medium oven, onion. You're going to peel it. You're going to cut it in half, and you're going to drop it down in those tomatoes. And then you're going to add a little bit of salt. And you're going to simmer this for about 45 minutes. And while you're doing that, you're going to be crushing these tomatoes and mixing them and mashing them up. Uh, just take the, the back of your wooden spoon and mash it down and then taste it and make sure the salt is right. Before you toss it with your pasta, you're going to get rid of the onion, which was really painful for me. I felt like that was a waste. But the instructions are to discard the onions and then dress your pasta. And I don't know what kind of magic happens with these few simple ingredients, but it is the best marinara you will ever have. You uh, top it with some grated uh, some Parmesan, and it's just a fantastic marinara. You can make it with anything. Then you can add whatever you want to with it as far as your meats of choice. Uh, check out this classic from The Essentials of Classic Italian Cooking. It's so easy to put together. You can make a huge batch of it. You could even freeze some of it uh, to, to prep for later. It's really terrific. And if you want to see that recipe, just go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share. It's brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. Well, I don't know how, how many of you are traveling right now, how many of you are taking those jet airliners, but uh, there's, <laughs> there's been a lot of controversy in the skies, apparently. I just think people are very... They're just grumpy. It's always a tense situation on an airplane, and then like you throw all the dynamics that are now with air travel. Well, some people, some people fly better than others. I'm the first one to admit I don't fly very well. My my mindset, and I think I got I it got settled when I lived in Kansas, and I had to fly by myself for the first time, and it was you know pandemic, and you had to wear a mask. Right. My mindset is I'm just going to have my headphones in the whole time. And just I'm just going to like keep my eyes straight ahead. Like and I'm just going to focus on me. And that's, yeah. that's kind of how I locked in. Like I think Sadly, I, not a lot of people do that. Now, have you ever been on a flight where you had, you know, some larger people on either side of you? Um, actually, no. OK, well, there's a conservative commentator from Australia who has like over 300,000 followers and she was stuck on a long flight between two obese people and she you know kind of made a stink about it saying that you know uh, I'm currently literally wedged between two obese people on my flight this is not acceptable or okay if fat people want to be fat fine but it's something else entirely when I'm stuck between you and your arm rolls are on my body for three hours. So she posted pictures 
and they they are you know larger people for sure um american airlines basically mocked her in their response nice saying um our passengers come in all different shapes and sizes and passengers can select the seat that works best for them <laughs> which means they can pay for additional space if they want to so she was very upset with the response she felt like they were just kind of mocking her and yeah she said this is really their official response me sandwiched between two obese humans so I'm expected to only have quarter a quarter of a seat when I fly. And it says, our passengers come in all different sizes and shapes. We're sorry you were uncomfortable on your flight. She said, I just experienced getting sweat on, touched without my consent, smacked in the face, and subjected to hours of no personal space. And your response is too bad? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, does she have an argument there? Her theory is... If you have to have a seatbelt extender, then you should have to pay more for your seat. 434-248-0704. Should you have to pay more for your seat? No. No? No. I mean, it's a seat. So like, if you were on, let's say you were on, the longest flight I've ever had was 12 hours. Mine was to Vegas. That was like... Six yeah, because yeah. we flew to Charlotte. All right. Charlotte so let's say let's say you had not even the twelve hour. Let's say you had a six hour flight, and you literally had like arms and things touching. Yeah, you I wouldn't the like whole it. Time. No, I get her frustration. I think she could have handled it a lot better. Oh, like I, right. At worst, like like I think something simple she could have done has been like, hey. You know, I'm a little t like maybe ask the flight attendant if there's a chance she could move. If yeah, but how do you do that? You know, hey, you're really fat. You're squishing no. me. I mean, you know. No, ask the flight. Like you right. go up to the flight. Like, or get you, on the aisle. Maybe yeah. see if they'll switch seats with you. Yeah. But I, it yeah. could have been handled differently. Yeah, it could have, but it's a touchy. That's a touchy situation. Now, literally, the only <laughs> literally the only thing that I can't handle is if somebody does not if they don't bathe or if they smell bad yeah now that th this i think i could deal with if, if somebody doesn't smell good i i probably would literally be sick by the end of the flight so i don't think i would do do very well with that so i don't know i don't know there's also some controversy about passengers who recline their seats now um you're being called rude if you recline your seat Come on. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's There's been a, a big thread online about, you know, people reclining their seat. So, I mean, do you think, what do you think about these things? Text us 434-248-0704. We'd also love to have you call us this morning, 866-916-3776. Bill Trefero's on the way from the Roanoke News Desk to get you updated on all your headlines from Roanoke, Lynchburg, and the South Side. Thanks for joining us this morning on The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose.